2: Southern Miss to the, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, good afternoon, welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us this afternoon, Bob, Kelly, Luke. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Court Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, and always glad to have you on board around the state. Dickey's Barbecue sponsors the opening segment of our program every day. Great supporters of Southern Miss athletics. Great place to cater your next event tailgating not too far up now, just a couple of weeks away, and a Dickies would be the absolute perfect place to call uh, to tailgate uh, Southern Miss football this fall. David Cohen from Georgia State University joining the program later, but to kick things off today, we are delighted and grateful to have the commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference, Keith Gill, uh, making his first, and we hope, first of many appearances on the Eagle Hour. And uh, Commissioner, thanks very much for your time, sir.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really um, excited to be here and uh, looking forward to the conversation.
3: Well, Commissioner, I I think it would be an understatement if I said there has been a buzz of excitement uh, in Hattiesburg since the announcement was made about uh, joining the Sun Belt. And all of the other schools that that are coming on board that we have talked to their play-by-play announcers say the same thing, that there's a great deal of excitement about the Sun Belt. And as you look at the Sun Belt, uh, and the schools that uh, you've added, it seemed like such smart picks. Uh, you brought in university communities, university towns. And it appears to us, Commissioner, that you have uh, built may what may very well be the best uh, Group of Five conference in the country now.
1: Yeah, you know, we couldn't agree more. You know, I, I think, um, you know, one of the things that we thought were really important was the regional rivalries and the regional aspect of it. You think about that with Southern Miss really creating – and I was at the Southern Miss Troy game last year, and um, there's this huge storm, and you know, it really was kind of a terrible environment before the game. But it broke. You go to the game, and there's the, the place is full, you know, and so that's the kind of commitment fan base that it has. But obviously, the opponent I think matters in terms of Southern Miss and Troy, Southern Miss, South Alabama, Southern Miss and Louisiana. So I, I, I do think the regional aspect of this is 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 getting people excited because you're going to be playing teams that you're familiar with and that you have a history with.
3: But the obvious question for our listening audience is, what was it about Southern Miss that attracted you? And if you can take us back to the genesis of when the decision was made to extend the invitation.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean Southern Miss one, the the history and tradition of the institution Um, you know, in terms of, you know, they've been good at athletics and pretty much all the sports for a really long time. So I think that that is is really important. Obviously, it's a quality institution. The location is right in the heart of our footprint, you know. And so by adding Southern Miss, we've actually tightened an already pretty tight geographical footprint in, in, in the West. So so they were always, you know, kind of on the radar, you know, once the news about Texas and Oklahoma broke, we really started meeting once a month to kind of figure out what kind of or once a week, excuse me, figure out what our strategy would be and what our approach. We really thought kind of having a regional strategy was important. Part of that was getting Troy from the east to the west. Um, so that way those rivals would be a little more natural cuz they played in the east when we were 10. Member football league, and so um, and and that's kind of how we went along. And once we decided what our strategy was around the regional aspect of it, you know, we needed. You know, if you're going to add someone in the West, Southern Miss just made a lot of sense. Uh,
2: Commissioner Gill, I wanted to ask you. You know, a lot of people, and and this is this is hypothetical. I'm I'm just letting you know it's hypothetical. But people have said that Louisiana Tech, who was such a rival of Southern Misses in Conference USA. Louisiana Tech has said, well, you know, we'd sure like to go to the Sun Belt. And the notion that people throw out is, well, as long as Monroe and Lafayette have a say, uh, that will never happen. So can you just tell us generally about how the politics of these sorts of things work? Is that a factor?
1: You know, I mean, I certainly don't want to get into anything specific. So, you know, what I would say is that, you know, anyone who we think can add value to the Sun Belt is someone who we'd be willing to consider, you know, and um, and I and I think that I think that anybody that um, is you know quality in the right region has good programs and um, and certainly would bring something to the table is is something that we can would consider. And I don't know that politics and history and you know all the things that happened in the past. Would be something that that I would consider. I've only been the the commissioner here for for three years, you know, and so I don't have that long a history. I think if if someone's going to add value, we will definitely um, give them the consideration that they deserve.
2: And in layman's terms, can can you sift through the the new updated contract that the conference has with ESPN and its properties?
1: Yeah, you know, some of the details we're still kind of working working through, but certainly, you know, it it really does for us. It's it's um, it's more resources in terms of um, you know financial commitment from ESPN, which I think is important. It's it's more opportunities for games in the linear space, um, which is important. We're trying to have um, as many linear TV games as we can, and then it's 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 going to create more opportunities in the plus area. So, um, and and because of those opportunities, we'll start you know, mandating that, you know, softball be um, or some softball games be advocate or be broadcast. So it's going to help us kind of expand the number of sport offerings kind of in our plus um, um, in in our digital and in our streaming
2: area as well. And I know Luke Johnson has some questions. Final question I have is in this go around, uh, Commissioner Gill, is that we're heading into football season the officiating crews that you put together in the Sun Belt, do do officials also have like a single-A, to put it in baseball terms, a A, single-A, double-A, triple-A, and then major leagues? Can you tell us about how the officials are put together and where they potentially go from here?
1: Yeah, so, you know, our supervisor officials is, um, so we work in a consortium with the Southeastern Conference. So we work together um, with the Southeastern Conference on officiating. Um, So we have seven crews um that, that we have in the Sun Belt that are Sunbelt crews that will go out and um and do our games from week to week. So you'll get familiar with um certainly the White Hats and and, and the referees that that actually you know kinda of lead those crews. And um and then our supervisor official John McDade. Um and he works obviously with those crews um every week to you know work through calls and, and, and sift through that. Um, we, we have a collaborative replay system, so we have replay in the stadium, and that's obviously where the call is made. Um, but they're also going to get, you know, some assistance from kind of the replay center, um, centralized, kind of, you know, there to, to kind of help look at angles and and um, help work through things as well. And uh, so that's kind of how it works. And um, and so so no, we have a whole set of sunbelt officials that will be, you know, doing our games for the season. And um, and those crews kind of stay together and um, and we've got seven of them.
3: We're talking to Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill, get in here Luke.
0: Commissioner, thanks so much uh, for coming on. I think a lot of people are intrigued to uh, as, as they've watched your leadership um, and some conferences don't display the type of leadership that the Sunbelt does. What is kind of your philosophy, you know, your MO on leadership and, and because I think that plays into how we see the Sun Sunbelt Conference as strong as it is today.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean I, I try to um, you know, I one I try to be visible, you know, so you know, I, I'll get out to games, um, you know, make sure I get to every campus uh, for a home game. Um, you know, I try to see every football team twice a year, so um, so that, that's, that's, that's what I try to do. So I try to get out, and that, that allows me to, you know, talk to people. I get an opportunity to talk to our coaches, talk to our ADs, talk to our CEOs, also talk to the officials. You know, every game I go where there's a Sunbelt crew there, you know, I meet with the officials and sit down and talk to them. So I do think visibility is important. I think listening is really important. Um, really try to try to listen and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm just the steward of the conference. You know, the conference really is the schools. And so we need to try to do the things that, they're, that they want to do. But I also think we've got to be a little aggressive as well. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, we don't have as many linear opportunities as, you know, some of the, um, some of the A5 conferences. And, and so that means that when we have opportunities to either showcase Sunbelt football or to be visible, um, we need to use those appropriately. And so we we try to be, you know what I would say, strategically aggressive, you know, certainly don't want to be reckless, but certainly want to make sure that we take advantage of the opportunities we have.
0: I I know a lot of people, uh, appreciate that. I know that uh, you your, you, and your leadership came in, and we had Southern Miss head coaches just talk to us about how much they appreciated the fact that conference leadership sat down with them and you know, just sat across the table and talked to them, so we appreciate that. Bob, I know we're up against a commercial break.
3: Yeah, we're talking to uh, Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill, going to continue our conversation, get Luke uh, back involved with it. Commissioner, uh, we've got a short break. You can hang on. We'll be right back with you in just about three minutes. Does that work?
1: Okay, sounds great.
3: All right, Keith Gill on the Eagle Hour. Quick reminder, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast every day on Apple, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Later in the show, our intern will be announcing a new contest that we're going to kick off tomorrow. We're going to give away some pairs of season football tickets to Southern Miss. Two Two tickets next Wednesday two tickets next Friday when the Eagle Hour is on the road and uh, we'll have more about that later. More with Commissioner Keith Gill right on the other side of this very short break.
1: Southern Miss, to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
2: Hour.
3: Hey, welcome back. Stormy, rainy weather here in South Mississippi this afternoon, but a great show. We're talking to Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill. Coming up later, David Cohen from Georgia State. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. Shop them in line six days a week. Shop in person six days a week or online, campusbookmark.net. All right, we're talking to uh, Commissioner Keith Gill. Commissioner, a couple questions for me. We'll throw it back to Luke, and then I know Kelly uh, will have a couple of things for you. As you look ahead to the uh, to the football season, all the prognosticators say the strength is in the eastern side uh, of the conference, the eastern division. But a lot of teams that we think are on the uptick in the western division. Uh, this could be a really exciting year for the, for the conference with with the new faces on the football field.
1: Yeah, I think it will be, you know. I think the East is gonna be, you know, a ton of fun and um, it's certainly gonna be excited. But I, I would I'd always tell people don't sleep on the West, you know. I mean I think you've got Louisiana who's always, you know, really strong. Um I think Troy is gonna be there. They got a lot of folks coming back and they got a great new coach. Um I think South has got a, a good opportunity and then obviously you know um what coach Hall did with with um Southern Miss last year particularly at the end with all those injuries and figuring out from a quarterback standpoint you know i i i think you know you guys ended the season in, in such a great great shape so it's going to be great to see what he can do when he has a healthy quarterback so right. i actually think the west is going to be um is going to be really exciting as well it should be it should be a fun season all the way around
3: and when you look ahead my partner Luke Johnson told you off the air that the three of us are huge baseball fans uh Of course, Southern Miss will come in and win the Sun Belt in baseball next year. But, uh, but in all seriousness, that could be one of the best baseball conferences in the country.
1: Yeah, you know it's interesting. You know, I've told people that obviously you make a lot of these moves for football, right? But this isn't all a football move for us. You know, we're getting better in both of the diamond sports, baseball and softball, which are which are sports that are really important to us. You know, this past season, you know, the Sun Belt had four teams. And the NCAA tournament. And that's not including the new teams. We had a, you know, we had a host, a regional host as well. Um, and then two years ago, you know, two seasons ago, we had four softball teams in the softball tournament. So, um, so those are really important to us. We got better in men's soccer. Um, we got better in basketball. So both basketball, men's and women's. So you know, I mean, so obviously you're making these moves. Um, and and football is kind of the driver, but it's not the only thing that's important. And I and I agree. We're going to have one of the best baseball. Um, uh, conferences in the country and just some exciting weekend series you know i 'm already excited for the Louisiana Southern miss series you know um, and and uh, I want to say that I was at Southern Miss this spring when um when you're going to play South Alabama I think you're headed to Mobile mm-hmm. um, and and so just mm-hmm. thinking about those games on the weekend are going to be really exciting for
3: fans yeah a lot of love in baseball between Louisiana and Southern Miss Commissioner let us,
0: <laughs> let, us <laughs> let us
3: forewarn you about that uh, that one up front
0: Luke get back in here i um, moving to basketball. If, if I'm correct, uh, Commissioner, you serve on the men's basketball committee, and I know that's a that's a sport that uh, league wise looking to improve. What are the challenges, and and what are your, you know, your prospectus to to the Sun Belt continuing to improve in basketball?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm optimistic. You know, I mean, uh, the the challenges are right now. You know, we didn't have any top 100 net teams and men's or women's basketball last year to finish the season. And so the reality is to get where we want to go and to be who I think we should be, you know, that that's gotta change. And so that you know, that comes with, you know, changing maybe the way we think about scheduling and also you know also we gotta win more games and and do some things. So I think we've got good coaches, I think we've got good program and good history. You know, we're gonna spend the next year really kinda diving into basketball and really trying to get an understanding of of what some of those challenges are and try to put some recommendations in place so that we can make some adjustments because I do think we should be better we need to be better in basketball and we can be and um uh, but it starts with getting a few more teams um into the top 100 of the net and then you can build from there because now all of a sudden you know you've got some games where you know they're not dragging your net score down if you're, you know, playing someone who's significantly below you. They're actually increasing your net score um, even if you win. So that, that's, that's where we're going to need to start. And, um, and we'll continue to improve, you know, the visibility and grow the championship and some of those things as well.
0: We're, we're visiting with Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill on, on the Eagle Hour. Uh, we, we mentioned last uh, segment, uh, Commissioner, about uh, you know, ESPN and the Sunbelt's relationship. Uh, the Big Ten and ESPN not working together anymore. We, we've, we've said that uh, you know, that the Sunbelt's going to benefit. How does all that, the continuing relationship with ESPN, play into the Sunbelt continuing to expand you know, and, and get bowl games? Where do bowl games fit into all that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think all those things are really important, you know, and, and, and that's why for us it's important to have ESPN as a partner, you know, because they are a big part of, obviously, our, our media, and that's from a linear standpoint and then also the digital and streaming piece. But they're also our bowl partner, you know, and um, or, or one of our primary bowl partners. And, and even for the bowls that aren't necessarily ESPN events bowls, um, the ESPN is the broadcaster of those bowls, New Orleans Bowl, and and also um, Lending Tree. So um, it's going to be important, you know, as we try to make sure that we have enough um, enough bowl spots for our teams. ESPN is going to be an important part of that. We're kind of working through some issues right now with the Football Oversight Committee to try to um, you know find a path so that we're in good shape this year. So I'm optimistic there. We'll see how that um, how that continues to progress. And but ESPN is going to be key, you know, for us, and um, and they've been a really important part of our expansion. And I think, you know, there could be some opportunities that come, you know, from in terms of, you know, from the Big Ten and and and, and those things. So we'll just have to see how this play out over time.
0: Last question for me, I throw it to Kelly. Uh, you know, with with the revolving door of realignment, what is kind of the balance? Not not I'm not this isn't a specific question, but what's the balance between, you know, being content um as a conference being strong as a conference and always you know keeping your ear open i mean we're just kind of the sunbelt land there
1: yeah you know i I think i think we land exactly where you said the balance piece which is look at the end of the day you know we are really content with the 14 members that we have so we're not we're not necessarily looking for new members you know i mean I, i always it's always interesting when people are like you know they're trying you know a conference is trying to get to a certain number you know they're trying to get to 14 they're trying to get to 16 they're trying to get to 20 I don't really think that that's true I think they're trying to add value and at the end of the day if you found an institution that added value you would we would go to 15 you know which is a not a great number not a number you want to be at but you know you, you wouldn't give up a, a good opportunity to add a school um, just because of the numbers so I do think it's that kind of we are very content um, and and we are um, feeling good about the 14 that we have. But if there was, you know, an unbelievable opportunity for us, we would certainly, you know, consider that school and, 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 and position ourselves to add them if we thought that was appropriate.
2: Commissioner Gill, it was recently announced that you've extended, you, you are extended, your contract is now through the 2030 year. So with that being some eight years away, what sort of leverage now do you have that perhaps, you know, you didn't have as far as, looking at this conference eight years down the road?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of don't think about it in, in terms of leverage in the sense of, you know, the way the way I try to work is really with consensus. So I'm always trying to talk to people and, um, and trying to figure out, you know, what people think is best and, and try to move in that direction. So I don't know that it changes um, my perspective at all. I do think it is um, – you know, I'm honored and certainly thankful that, you know, the CEOs and the ADs have that kind of confidence in my leadership. Um, and, you know, and, and, and certainly I want to live up to kind of their expectations and my own um, in, in that regard. So I don't know that it's going to change um, certainly the way that we work and the way that we operate. will continue to be kind of the collaborative, um, you know, entity that we are. We think that's where we get our strength from is um, having a lot of people kind of, um, you know, commenting and, and providing input on the ideas. And that 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 process helps us get to the best ones.
2: Well, I'm, I might say that you've come a long way in your decision making ability since be, uh, being raised as a Florida State fan. You've certainly come to your <laughs> senses there. <laughs> and have moved on. And I don't know how good of an idea it really was to bring Southern Miss into this league because let me tell you something, Commissioner, in about three years Southern Miss is going to be holding every trophy above their head and everybody's going to get sick of Southern Miss yeah, and the homeless. championships that are coming to Hattiesburg. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know. I'm, well, I'm sure Jeremy McLean is um, is is doing his best to make sure that happens. So,
3: Well, Commissioner, we hope you'll come down and, uh, and join us for some baseball in the spring and... Uh, would love to have you down here for a football game at the Rock.
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. So I was at the Troy, um, at the game against Troy last year. So that was my first time at the Rock, so which was great. Um, I think I'll be at the game at the Louisiana game this year. So Good. I will um, certainly look forward to that. I think We're that's black. The, uh,
2: great yeah. atmosphere. And, Just to and make and sure that's <laughs> blackout night. Yeah, and if us or App State has to get rid of the name the Rock, Commissioner, it comes down to your vote. <laughs>
1: You know what if it came down to my vote what I would say is rock paper scissors. That's, ah, the, yeah, <laughs> that's right the way right that. I, that's the way I try to solve every 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 there problem right I have where it's not a clear answer. Just go yeah. best of 3 rock paper scissors.
3: Hey, commissioner, great pleasure to have you on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and I think I speak on behalf of all the Southern Miss uh, fans that listen to this show. We we really are grateful to you for inviting us into your league.
1: Well, thanks. Well, we're grateful for you um, for accepting and I'm really excited about the partnership. So Right.
3: Commissioner, thanks.
1: Thank you so much. Take care.
3: All right, Commissioner Commissioner Keith Gill Sunbelt Conference. Oh my god, what a breath of fresh air. That's leadership.
0: It exists. <laughs> we have leadership.
2: Do you see what that sounds like Southern Miss fans? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> we'll be back.
3: To the top, and hey, we want to thank Commissioner Keith Gill for joining us. Uh, what a breath of fresh air! What leadership uh, we've got now uh, with Keith Gill. Really grateful that uh, he would take the time to spend thirty minutes with us on the show. Four Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. We'll be there the Friday before football kicks off, right in the shadow of the Rock. In the meantime, uh, you can enjoy a great lunch there every day. Uh, just $9.95. We're about to bring David Cohen from Georgia State University on, but before we do, uh, Nathan Lee, our intern, is in the studio with Nathan, some flash flooding actually taking place on the Southern Miss campus right now. What can you tell our listeners?
4: Yes, sir. Uh, over there at Southern Miss and, and all of Hattiesburg, major flash, uh, flash flooding, uh, specifically Reed Green Coliseum, and they said sorority houses are in danger. So anyone in that area, just be aware. Uh, of, you know, flash flooding and all the, the flooding over there over there by Southern Miss. Actually, yeah. water is getting into the sorority houses at this point? They don't know that yet, but they know that the sorority houses have that yeah. kind of a problem with that, so it well, could be soon. We
3: saw the video from the basketball arena. You don't want to try to get your mm-hmm. car anywhere in there. It was pretty close to... A
2: so you know, so this. you know that that bridge right there by Fourth Street, underneath there, yeah. where that water oh, collects, oh Lord, it's yeah, bad, it's got to bad. be bad. be
3: really cautious around town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, David Cohen is the play-by-play voice for Georgia State University. We're glad to have him on the show, David. We just got off the phone with Commissioner Keith Gill. He's very excited about the football season. I know people here in Hattiesburg are very excited about being part of the of the new Sun Belt. What is the vibe at Georgia State?
5: Well, right now, there's a lot of anticipation with uh, regards to football. As you know, we open up at South Carolina coming up on Saturday night, September 3rd, which is uh, you know going to be a challenge in and of itself. And then our home opener is uh, North Carolina. The Tar Heels will pay a visit to Center Park Stadium the next Saturday, September the 10th. So, you know, as I've been talking to coaches and players, they know they're going to open up on the big stage, not just the first week, but for the first two weeks, it's, You know, they're looking forward to it. They're excited about the challenge. And, uh, you know, if if somehow we get out of Columbia on a Saturday night with a win, they'll be sledding downhill heading into practice the next week to get ready for week two when the Tar Heels pay a visit. But everybody looking forward to it, coaches and players, great opportunity for Georgia State to, uh, you know, make people take notice right out of the gate this season, as we did a couple of three years ago at Knoxville.
3: Yeah, nice home game, right, to have uh, North Carolina come.
5: Yeah, it'll be the first time a Power Five pays visit, you know, to our stadium. We played at North Carolina last year up on Chapel Hill. So this is the return game. This is the first time that Georgia State has done this. I know they're going to do it with Vanderbilt as well. And I think Wake Forest as well, where instead of it just being a straight up guarantee game, go up and play, get a check, and come home, it's going to be a, you know, play on the road um, and then, you know, get a return game out of it, which. You know, in this market, when you've got four professional sports teams, you got the University of Georgia, you got Georgia Tech, you know, five miles from here, um, you know, you got to play a, um, a, a schedule that will attract the local populace from a sports marketing standpoint. Nothing wrong with the Sun Belt because you and I both know how good the Sun Belt is, but it certainly helps out when you can beef up your schedule non-conference and get some of those games finally to be played in Atlanta. As opposed to always getting on the bus or on the plane and going to play on the road.
3: Yeah, we, we know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Luke, uh, get in here with David Cohen. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for coming back on. I mean, you look at this, is a, a murderer's row to start the season um, for you guys. We talked about you're taking the tour of the Carolinas, and you got Charlotte, then you go, you get Coastal at home, and then you go up to West Point. I mean, first five games are really tough, but. I mean, Georgia State's one of the hottest teams last year. You ended the season seven and one. You beat Coastal. You only lost by four to Lafayette. What is what kind of what's the Sean Elliott's take on his team this year?
5: Well, you know, as I've said, and we had our uh, kickoff luncheon yesterday down at the stadium. I think it's the most experienced team we've had playing the most challenging schedule we've had in what will be the thirteenth season of Georgia State football. You know, the program is only as old as. You know that first game back in September of uh, 2010 when we played at the Georgia Dome. Even though it feels a little longer sometimes, it it's still only the 13th season. But again, we've got experience at just about every position on both sides of the football. You know, we lost one offensive lineman who, unfortunately, was cut yesterday in the Seattle Seahawks cam. That was Shamarius Gilmore, Georgia State in the FBS ranks. When you count the number of starts amongst the offensive linemen, Georgia State's number is 143, if I remember that number correctly, which is third most in FBS football behind only uh, Pittsburgh and South Florida. So, you know, they've got experience up front. Last year coming out of the North Carolina game, they made a quarterback change and a running back change, and that certainly paid dividends down the stretch, as you mentioned. But Darren Granger who transferred to Georgia State from Furman, you know, now after finishing out the season last year, starting with Game 3 when the change was made, he's now had a full season, well, the, the final, uh, you know, 10 games, or, or actually 11 games under his belt, but then has also had the equivalent of a full offseason of strength and conditioning with the staff at Georgia State as well. So he's got the game experience, he's got the offseason now under his belt, and he's and to go. The only battle is, uh, you know, who's going to be the number two quarterback. We got a transfer from the University of Connecticut, Stephen uh, uh, Krajewski, and Michaeli Kalaserto, who was the Gatorade Player of the Year at South Carolina a few weeks ago. So good competition there. Yeah, Two outstanding running backs in a room that, you know, is getting better and better as uh, Coach Elliott continues to build the depth on both sides of the ball. But You know, we got two Doak Walker candidates that will carry the ball the last year combined for just under 1,600 yards and and 18 touchdowns. And both of them are really good stories because in one of the running backs, um, you know, you've got a kid, Tucker Gregg, who came to Georgia State as a walk-on, really had to sell himself to get into the program. and Little by little, as he's been here, has just worked his way into being Uh, The kind of running back that he is, which he's he's kind of a cross between a running back and one of your old-fashioned fullbacks. He runs with power, you know. Was able to show what he could do on the big stage a year ago with runs of fifty and fifty-seven yards, and what should have been—I can say that now—should have been a win at Auburn. And then the other running back is Jemias Williams, who's a transfer from the University of South Carolina, who came to us as a DB. And you know, after a while, they switched him to the running back spot, and those two have really become a great one-two punch when carrying the football. And uh, you know, again, on the deep, you know, from a receiver standpoint and a tight end standpoint, there'll be some faces that will step up into the um, into the depth chart. But you know, our re- our leading receivers are back in Jamari Thrash and Jachaius Cradle, and then I think we have one of only two seven-year college football players in tight end, Aubrey Payne, who had a really good camellia bowl a year ago. has really been a staple in the program, uh, both on the field and in the locker room from a leadership standpoint, since he transferred in a few years ago from um, Western Carolina. And then on the defensive side, real quick, I mean, you got, you, we're, we're back solid up front again with, uh, we only lost one of our starters along the front line defensively. Both of our inside linebackers are back. Our outside rush linebacker, who had six sacks a year ago? It was a big part of the the uh, push on the defensive side down the stretch. It was another good story because he was a transfer quarterback from Vanderbilt, and you know they saw the writing on the wall that you know he wasn't going to compete for the starting job at quarterback. Moved him to the defensive side of the ball, and and he may give himself an opportunity to play at the next level as well as he has uh, really come on in that position. And then again, we're solid in the backfield with. You know, Quavian White back as a starter at cornerback. The hit stick, Antavius Lane, who had five interceptions a year ago is already, the all-time leader in interceptions, is back. Jalen Jones decided to come back. He's been here now, uh, what, five, six years. So it's a lot of experience on both sides of the ball, which, again, as I said, it, it might be the most experienced football team now about to embark and face the most challenging schedule we've ever played.
2: And because of what David just said, Bob, and what, what he elaborated about, you know, everybody keeps talking about App State, well, Crap State, and um, Coastal. You know, I've been saying all along, and, and David, I don't have any skin in this particular game, but I've been telling people all along, if y'all are sleeping on Georgia State, you're making a big mistake. Because I, I just really think that in the East, if there is a sleeper, because all you hear about is those other two, I really think Georgia State is going to be formidable. They beat Auburn last year. Yeah. On the scoreboard, they didn't, but yes, they did. And anybody that listened to that game, again, that didn't have a dog in that hunt knew that they got messed out of that ball. All
3: game. right, 50 seconds left, David. Y'all got hosed by Auburn last year, the officials.
5: <laughs>
2: well, let me just say real quick, Yeah,
5: you know, we played a really, really good first half, but I have to remind our fans sometime we did not score a single point in the second half, and we gave up a block punt for a touchdown. And if you're going to get out of Auburn with a win, you got to score some points. Even a couple of field goals, if you take away the blocked punt, would have put us in a really good position. Yes, there was a questionable call down the stretch, but I don't think that's where we lost the game.
2: Well, you can also grease a couple of palms. and <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, you sure, That's going on the road in the SEC. That's, that's you know, right.
3: That's exactly right, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, David, we appreciate it very much. Best of luck to Georgia State this year. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon.
5: All right, I appreciate it. Always good to be on with you guys. All right,
3: David Cohen, everybody, Georgia State University.
2: Now you heard it here first. Yeah, they're good. There's yeah. no question about that. I watched that whole game. Yeah, they got hosed. No, no, no doubt about. It. He's being very kind. Yeah, they and, got hosed, and what he said was factual. They didn't score a point in the second half, but still. Yeah. All right. When we come back, uh,
3: Luke will intro, introduce the segment. Nathan uh, Lee will tell us. How you can win a pair of season tickets to Southern Miss football. The Nathan Lee? The one. We'll be back.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle
1: Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: Appreciate Dave Cohen from Georgia State University joining us. Probably the most difficult schedule in the Sun Belt. They start off at South Carolina. Then get North Carolina, Charlotte, and Coastal at home at Army. Georgia Southern at home at Appalachian State. So they go to Boone. Old Dominion at home, then they come to Southern Miss first weekend in November, ULM at home, and then end the season at James Madison and at Marshall. But I think all of us on this show, uh, that that's your believe that's your sleeper in the East uh, Georgia State Luke Kelly and Bob from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Hey, y'all kind of had a little weather scare going on there a few minutes Dude,
3: ago. We just had a tornado uh, pass right around Dick Sporting Goods on ninety eight. Fortunately, it didn't touch the ground, but it's on video and, uh, here we are right by a plate wow. glass
0: window. I could do without that. Well, that's, I'm glad it's okay. Yeah, there's a few videos on social media talking uh, about that from the weather guys. Uh, something that we'll keep track on kind of all year on Wednesdays. Will Hall introduced this, uh, this concept last year called Competition Tuesday, where basically, you know, dudes are, or uh, competing to e- for each other, against each other, for each other's jobs. And Will Hall said yesterday, this was one of the best Tuesdays we've ever had here. We're starting to look like a college football team that works with intent. So uh, good stuff from there. I think they actually got practice in today, even though it was uh, raining outside. Bob? All right. Uh, Nathan Lee in the studio
3: with us. We want to help fill the stands at Southern Miss. So we're going to give away a pair of season tickets next Wednesday for Mo, ben- Mo Bay Beignet. And we're going to give away another pair of season tickets next Friday from 4th Street Bar and Grill. Nathan, along with uh, Michael Murgans, the famous Michael Murgans, uh, engineering a way that you can win these tickets. Nathan... How can people win a pair of season tickets to Southern Miss football?
4: Yes, it's 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 going to be a very simple process. You definitely want to try and get these two season tickets. Two different uh, uh, raffles here for them, but uh, I'll put the uh, dis- the directions in the description how to do this. But I'll say it right now: you have to at least follow the Super Talk Eagle Hour on Facebook, like the video that I will be posting tomorrow with all the information and you have to comment three people in the comment section to come and like that post i'll say it one more time follow yeah, you better super-
0: do it again because uh al holder dropped applesauce trying to get all that down. oh so oh
4: lord <laughs> no exactly oh i'll hear from al tonight thank you Luke. <laughs> <laughs> And like Bob said, those uh, those uh, winners will be announced on next Wednesday and Friday, y'all. Once again, follow Super Talk Ego Hour on Facebook. Like the video that I'll be posting tomorrow on that Facebook page and comment three people in the comment section.
3: All right. And uh, we'll announce the first winner next Wednesday and the second winner next Friday. And... Uh, who knows? Maybe Luke Johnson will even come sit with you during a quarter of a football game, Luke. We'll
0: see.
4: So in the comments, we'll you have to actually type? Yeah, or- just add. A person. Add a person. But you
0: have to be friends to add a person. I think Kelly didn't have three friends.
4: No. Well, no. Kelly won't be able to win the ticket. Kelly, sadly. forget it. We'll just give you some tickets. This is on,
2: what, my my face? Or what is we're, it? We're
4: the... not trying to
0: get you involved all. Oh, Facebook here. is
2: not a photo album. It's a social no, media no. platform. No, hey, no. Hey, um, no. Okay.
0: If, you, if you missed uh, the interview earlier with Commissioner Keith Gill, leadership exists in the universe. And we found it, guys. And actually, he found us. So Pretty awesome. uh, you can go back and listen to that on demand at supertalk.fm or check us out Podcast form, Google Play, at Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, TuneIn, all those you want to listen uh, to to what he said. And then we uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing Dave Code from Georgia State. All right, guys, it happened. Chucky Robinson, who's been on uh, who who has been on the Reds, has been called up to the show since the Reds played the Cubs in the Field of Dreams game. But batting ninth tonight for the Cincinnati Reds, making his major league debut, catcher Chucky Robinson. So who, cool, guys! When they who make will their... go
3: down in infamy as final making the final play of the greatest moment, maybe at Southern Miss history in regard to excitement, uh, the game-winning tag out at home plate, Luke Johnson against none other than the Rice Isles to win the conference championship.
0: The double relay and the double relay uh, to Chucky uh, generated a double slam dunk. He he. He dunked and threw down his glove, then he spiked his helmet, and uh, the Eagles won the conference championship. <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm glad that both of you notified uh, Keith Gill um, that we'll not only be winning the conference championship this year, but for the
2: next three or four uh, Of years, course, baseball, forget
3: it. The Rescue schools just enjoy playing the regular season and watch us take the trophy at the end of the year. And,
2: and that play that Chucky, you mentioned, Bob, but I would argue that Rico Fatici's throw from ni- in 1947 in the final game of that season...
3: Well, that was something you and Al were at. We weren't
2: there, Kelly. But
3: you uh, were, yeah. Maybe yeah. it was, Maybe it was Al. field. Yeah, it was yeah. where yeah. the
0: football practice field is now. Probably. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, what well, are you that, wearing? A snow cone shirt to to that that uh, athletic I, event? Oh, you should see what he's wearing. Today. I have a Mississippi. I had a Mississippi I, I, I,
3: Southerners T-shirt. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Halloween until I no. came in the building today with <laughs> Bob, Kelly. He was
0: wearing a Pearl River shirt to a Southern Miss.
3: No, no question no. about that. There would be no anything free. We know it was free, whatever it was worth. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to Tracy Broadhead at the Home Depot in Hattiesburg. I told my wife today. He's a big listener of the show, and uh, Tracy, we appreciate that very much. Uh, we, we hope you enjoy it uh, every day. All right, guys, thanks, thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, the guys at Ramey's tomorrow down in Purvis, Patrick McGee, uh, Michael Hammett from Louisiana, Monroe, and Dakota.
2: Dakota Baker, and maybe at Ramey's they'll start selling rowboats.
3: It would be a big demand for him today. Right now, it's
2: terrible. I mean, it's really getting bad.
3: Get on the Facebook page tomorrow. Nathan and Michael have you set up. You can win some season football tickets. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss to the top.